What's up guys, welcome back to the Online Trainer Show. So in today's episode, which is episode 16 of the podcast now, we had on Dan and Mike from Biceps and Banter, who are an online coaching team who have recently just formed together to create Biceps and Banter. Um, They've been putting out some really good stuff in the industry at the minute, especially through social media, um, and really they're just real down-to-earth guys, both of them. So in this podcast, we talk about how they got into the industry, um, different ways to kind of really focus on your own niche and standing out in social media as well. So this is a great podcast for any of those that really want to up their social media game and start to stand out a bit more. Um, you can check out all of the Biceps and Banter links from the information notes and also you can head over to our free Facebook group called the Online Trainer Society where you can pick up our free ebook called The Flood of Leads. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. So I hope you enjoy this podcast and we will see you in the next one. Right, hello there and welcome back to episode 16 of the Online Trainer Show. On today's episode, we've got Dan and Mike from Biceps and Banter, who are an online coaching business who recently just kind of formed together. Um, I was going to intro you both, but I thought that would probably just take forever, so I'll let you both fight over your intro, so one of you can go first and then we can go from there. So just give us a bit of a background about yourselves um, and how, how you got into the industry. Oh wow! Um, well, without boring your listeners too much, um, yeah. Like I, uh, I well, you should stop talking. Yeah, yeah. This is great way. Yeah, I'm the uh, I'm I'm the brains. Mike's the uh, the face and the biceps and the back and everything else. Correct. Um, no, I um I started working in fitness in um I was in I worked in professional football. Uh, so I was Jack's struggling. Um, you alright, mate? That was the wrong hole. As soon as you made yeah. a joke, it just killed me. So I'm said. not gonna drink. Uh, see, I started working professional football. I was um, like a tea boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was a boot cleaner. Yeah. Um, so I was a uh, first team sports scientist at, um, at Hull City Football Club for a couple of years. Um, Anyone can get a job at Hull, mate. Yeah. Got promoted to the Premier League, so you know, no, it's not all bad, is it? Um, so yeah, it was good, but it was kind of one of those jobs where it was always what I thought I wanted to do when I was younger. I got into it, got the job I wanted, and realised it wasn't quite as good as it was made out to be. And actually, you have zero impact and people don't really listen to you. I mean, people don't listen to me now, so it doesn't make a difference, but at least they pay me more now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the thing like pay wasn't great and it was just a bit of a, uh, a bit of a sour industry to be in. So yeah. I left, became a PT, um, started PTing in London um, and I started online coaching while I was working in football. I saw it as my kind of way out a little bit. Um, so I reckon I was probably, well, I started online coaching when it first came around. Um, so like I was my first clients, I was charging like thirty pound a month. Yeah. No one had ever heard of online coaching, um, and even then it was like people weren't really sure about you know paying that sort of money. It's ridiculous looking back. Um, and then yeah, just just PT'd for for two and a half years in London, her, honed my skills there, um, and then just went full time online three years ago, two and a half, three years ago. Yeah. Um, I met this dickhead. Are you referring to me? That's the one. Or Jack. Just you, mate. Okay, brilliant. <laughs> is that you, Donna? That's me, Donna. I, think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to bore more than that. That's boring enough, isn't it? Well, uh, I used to be in the RAF. Um, he fixed planes. He wasn't a fucking fighter. Yeah, but come on. Still defending the country, so thank you, everyone. Don't worry about it. <laughs> That's the country. Didn't get a medal, did you? Yeah, I did get a medal. Hey! I got two, actually. Hey! Two medals. Chocolate. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I used to be in the RAF, and... I was already like sort of interested in fitness and nutrition. I was always decent at sport at school and things like that. Um, and I'd always wanted to do something fitness related, but just poor careers advice had led me down a certain path. Um, and I basically was just like, "There's, do you know what? There's no idiots in the fitness industry. And that's what he's crying out for. So I saw a niche and went for it. Hang on, there's quite a lot of idiots in the fitness oh, industry. Oh yeah, I know, but <laughs> deliberate idiots. The rest of them are just fucking mongs, aren't they? Um, <laughs> Well, yeah, so I basically did, I did my, uh, start my degree whilst I was in the RAF. I got qualified as a nutritionist, qualified as a PT, um, and then set my business um, on the side. And within month one, I sort of doubled what I was earning in the RAF. Yeah. So I was like, right, ta-da. Um, and then, yeah, just carried on from there and met this idiot. And here we are about three years, two, three years later, something like that. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. And that's me. And that's and that's where you are now. So, how did the, the 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 name biceps and banter come about, and how did you two, I guess, 
formed formed the brand? Like, what 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 made you come up with the name? Do you and, know like, what? Just form it, it together? It's, it's always cringy, isn't it? Coming up with a name, like always cringy, mm. like because it. I we were struggling to know what to call ourselves because, like, I don't know. Just everything seems a little bit. I don't know, embarrassing. And even biceps and banter is fucking embarrassing, like, let's be honest. But, like, yeah, there's an element of, like, when you self-proclaim it, you worry, and you think, like, oh, but then people will be like, oh, as if they've called themselves that or whatever. And then yeah. it was just, um, it was born about, really. Like, everything that we've done so far, we've just literally been almost the first thing that's come into our head. Yeah. And we were just like, that's what we're about. And we kind of, when we, we did it, so basically we were we were part of Team Box, um, me and Mike as coaches. We started our YouTube channel around April time. Yeah. And we were looking at what to call our channel, um, and it was kind of something that was supposed to be separate from Team Box. Like it was, you know, in a, in a way, I suppose, um, Steve at the time wanted us to put our videos somewhere else rather than under that name. So we were like, okay, cool. Um, so we just sort of sat there and went, right, we want people to know instantly what it's going to be about as soon as they hear the name. And we went back and forth with it. I think Biceps and Banner was one of the first ones we came up with. Yeah. And we just kept coming back to it and going, but that's what it's going to be about. Like, yeah. people are going to know straight away it's going to be about the gym and it's going to be about having a laugh. Like, that's kind of what we want it to be about. Um, yeah. So, yeah, like, that's that's it, really. Like, it's just, it's a bit cringy looking back now, but then at the same time, we want people to know as soon as they see our stuff or hear the name or see our logo yeah. that they know what they're in for. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that we've done which, that. Which is coincidentally neither. Yeah, exactly. Norbanta. Yeah, but we fooled them for like that thirty seconds. Yeah. They, they view the video for thirty seconds. That's fine. Yeah, that's all that matters. You've got the view, and it's cool. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, hopefully, like it, it kind of comes across. And and I think yeah, since leaving, like we wanted to make sure that everything we do was based around our personality and based around what we're like. Yeah. And we didn't want to have to change anything or filter anything or play. You know, like, like say, play around with what we should or shouldn't do. It was just no. This is just what we're gonna do. If people like it, they do. If they don't, fuck them. Yeah, basically. Yeah, awesome, cool. So I, I, I like the name. I really like it. It's, it's catchy, and and when I think of it, I just think of you two. So yeah, it, it definitely works. That's, that's good. Then. <laughs> Mission accomplished. It, it could have been delts and dickheads. Yeah, calves and cut. Uh, what? We've been we've been suggested a Can't few. Say that word. We've had a few suggestions of like we should do. Um, what is it for like a girl branch doing glutes and giggles or something like that like yeah. there's loads of different ways you can do it and it wouldn't surprise me if someone will copy it like that's just what happens in the fitness yeah. industry so well, surprise us i'll copy it um but it yeah it was, there's loads of things you can do in there with it yeah things definitely. like that I'm trying cool. to think now think of anymore oh you'll think of loads mate triceps and twats <laughs> <laughs> cool so let's talk about the the, the process of how it works like when a client comes to because like there's probably a lot of coaches listening to this that may want to i guess join forces with another coach that they may know like how does it work do they choose you both as a coach do they do they get check-ins from you both or is it like specifically when someone comes to you like they get assigned to like say mike or dan like how does it work so we tend to get our own sort of separate inquiries yeah um and i think because obviously like me and dan are of a, are a similar character but i think we offer slightly different things so yeah. like my demographic is more sort of I don't want to. I don't like to pigeonhole like an avatar as like a sex or an age or anything like that. It's more of a personality type. Yeah. So <clears throat> the reason why I sort of act how I act is a bit of an exaggeration uh, you know, of my actual self. It's not. So <laughs> it is. It's not. Shut the fuck up. Do you want another beat? Um, so I tend to attract people who sort of resonate with that, which is great for me because then I work with obviously people who I think have got a sense of humor and it just feels like I'm chatting to my mates on a, on a weekly check-in and then Dan yeah. again puts his own personality across and I think that's the beauty of being yourself and not really conforming to certain rules and boundaries and things that you get you get out what and I suppose you get back what you put out right um so he tends to get his own separate inquiries so do I um and yeah like I, they'll both know one of us most people probably have a favorite so they'll probably go with that one or whatever um, and check-in wise, we do our own separate client stuff, but we're sort of interactive together on like our Facebook page. So we'll do like, um, Q and A's and things like that. Um, then we'll take like, uh, we've got a client photo shoot coming up in a couple of weeks. So we'll both be there for that. Yeah. Uh, looking at doing training days where we've done a few seminars, things like that. So those are things we'll do together. And obviously the YouTube, um, but then our coaching is, is quite separate, I suppose. I think, I think it's one of those where the systems are pretty much the same, like in terms of what they get from us and the yeah. amount of. You know, our time and stuff. I think it's just the delivery of that differs. So like 
I do a fair amount of phone calls. Um, I speak to a lot of my clients. So it just seems to be what they prefer. Like my my clientele tends to be a tiny bit older than Mike's. Yeah. Uh, I think that comes from me having a kid, and I put out that on Instagram and stuff. So I think naturally I'm going to attract um, a little bit more, um, a little bit more of that demographic. But again, like what we've always said when we like look at our customers is that they're all of a certain personality type. They're yeah. all people like, so, because like people always sometimes look at biceps and banter and they'll think, oh, demographic, uh, 25 to 34 year old guys who want to get in decent nick. Yeah. But actually some of our really hardcore like fans of where people are messages regularly are like 40 year old women yeah. who probably just fancy Mike. But actually there's an element to it where like they, they say like, the reason that I find it funny is because you're talking about me and I, that's me you're talking yeah. about. Like make jokes about, you know, like one of your characters, Susan, and we call like different names and stuff, but they kind of identify with it and go, they can laugh along with it because we're not attacking anyone personally. It's just like making fun of a situation people find themselves. And they kind of funnily enough go, well, that's why I like what you do because that's me. Like I've got a client who she's like, she's 42, I think we have a couple of kids and absolutely loves all our videos. And she says, I don't watch any other videos on YouTube. I don't not on it at all. Mm-hmm. So it's very much a personality type that we attract. It's not yeah. so when we have people clients, Facebook group, there's a lot of banner flying around, a lot of people get involved in it, and there's none of that kind of should we say this, shouldn't we? Because yeah. everyone's of a similar There's no dickheads. Type. Well there's yeah, there's even no or all it could be all be dickheads. Yeah, it depends how you look at it. Um, but like everybody gets on so we know that when we do joint stuff together, like meetups, that everybody's of the same ilk. Yeah. Like there's gonna be any sort of sensitive snowflakes. Uh, mm-hmm. Everybody just has a has a laugh. So again, it just makes our job so much more enjoyable. Because when obviously when you first start out, by nature you're going to start to take on anybody you, you can get your hands yeah. right. Um, with obviously the end goal of being you know in a position where you can turn business away to work with the certain people that you want to work with. And luckily enough, we're probably at that point now. Um, so when it comes to our check-ins, it's it's like just catching up with mates. Yeah. It's it's quality. Like we love it. Yeah, it's one of those where like I. Yeah, we're both lucky. I suppose we've been in the industry long enough that we kind of have that. Um, but like I've certainly worked with people in the past who just weren't a good fit, and you just have to kind of I think at the start you worry about how you're talking to people, how you're coming across. <coughs> and I think now we're looking to be in a position where it's like we don't even need to think about that because yeah. we know that the person has been watching our stuff, and it's yeah. like you know what you're going to get. You know I'm going to swear at you on the phone. Like mm-hmm. you don't, they're not sitting there not expecting. We're not show. abusing them, Dan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it's, it's one of those things where you kind of know what you're going to get so it makes it easier to then handle a few more clients as well I think um, I think if you're starting out and you, you know got all these different clients you have to really think about how you're talking to them and like can be mentally draining and stuff whereas at least for us it's kind of like actually it's easy when you give them all the same plan so it's going to work with a couple of them so <laughs> just just on the topic of obviously like working as a team, do you find it makes the online coaching process more enjoyable? Because like obviously, as you both probably know, like when you were doing it solo at some point, it's quite lonely. Like you're sitting there in front of your computer, lunch is by yourself, dinner's by yourself, and yeah, you just kind of like a mong in your office, just sitting there all day. Like, do you find like having someone to bounce ideas off makes it more enjoyable? To a point. Um, like, <laughs> all right. No, I mean, like, yeah, it's one of those where I think as long as that person has got your best interest at heart and as long as they are, you're both very open and honest with, with each other, I think it's fine. But I think we've both been in places in the past where actually too many cooks fall a broth and it's yeah. actually, it can be drowned out. And actually, again, you can you can be a part of something that you think is going one way and actually it's not. And then I think with two people, I think with us, it works so well because we are, as cringy as it sounds, best mates. And like, it doesn't feel like, I have to worry about what I say to Mike. I can just say whatever I feel, whatever yeah. I want. And it doesn't affect business. It's like you just know you're, chat- you're having a chat with someone and you know, you know we both know that we want what's best for each other. So we might have a disagreement, but it's not ever you know, an issue um, because we both want what's, what's best for us. Um, so from that point of view, I think that I would also say, like I've been a part now of two different coaching companies. This is now obviously me and Mike doing our th- my third. Yeah. Um, is that there's actually a point where actually doing what you want to do with maybe one other person is probably like is enough. I think actually people have this strength in numbers opinion and actually I don't think it's, it's true. Um, because yeah, some people think that they, they have more of a say than others and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, so yeah. it's one of those things where if you've got something you believe in and you want to do it that way, do it that way and find, mm-hmm. if you find someone else who can do it with you and you trust enough to do that, then do it. Yeah. Um, cause it can get, like you say, quite, um, 
quite lonely, I think. They seem valuable as well to for, for, for things like content creation. I think the reason why our things are, t- are looking like they're going quite well, I suppose, is that you don't see many people in our industry like come as a two. Like, And I think that a dynamic between two people when you're watching things like YouTube is just a better watch than yeah. just watching one person talking mm. to the camera. Um, so I think it's got its positives in that. And again, as well, with, other, with client things as well, it's nice to sort of just consult with each other sometimes it's yeah. like well what would you do here like what you know what do you think have you come across this and it is nice i i, I suppose to have you know somebody who's definitely on the same wavelength but i i do agree with dan about you know choose choose who you go into business with um wisely basically yeah yeah someone who fits your mold isn't it at the end of the day yeah. so yeah cool so obviously you're both very confident on social media like from watching your stories the content you post like how would you build up the? How have you built up your confidence to do that? Is it always something you've been good at, um, or is it something in the past you sort of when you first started out you were pretty rubbish at? Because I can remember my first video on Instagram. I, I go back and watch it sometimes. It was awful. Like it was just like it was like a minute long video of me just talking to the camera and it was like proper robot mode. So how do you kind of build up your own confidence as such? Between it's really yourself? weird because because you've actually got, not got any better either, have you? <laughs> <laughs> You knew that was coming. Yeah, mate. Come on. <laughs> Opened myself up for that one, didn't I, really? It's one of those where I think um, the first time that I realised that we needed to do more of it was we did one, uh, we had ages ago now, a year and a half maybe, we did like an ebook, and we were doing a video of explaining like how to, how to use it or something like that. I can't remember what it was now. And like we did an outtake video. Um, just the outtake video was absolutely fucking hilarious. We were like, yeah. why are we take it out? Like, that's the best bit. Like, put that in. And then we kind of, and then we, I think we were working with, um, working with Laura Baker at the time. And she said to us, she was like, you two are both really good on camera. Like, you should do a lot more on camera. And we never really, like, thought about it. Oh, like, yeah, maybe. I think at the time you were doing stories and Snapchat was your big thing, wasn't it? You were yeah. on Snapchat before most people kind of um, jumped off it. And then I just... I don't know, like, I think we did that. And then you get more confidence doing it and you realize it doesn't matter if you mess up. And actually, the more human you are, the more real you are, the more people actually go, that's what I would be doing or that's what I would do. And yeah. someone the other day actually said about, one of my clients actually, he's going into this sort of, going into online fitness and all this sort of stuff. And he sort of asked me, he said, oh, you know, everything you do looks so natural. And I was like, well, why do you think that is? And he's like, oh, I don't know. I assume it's just practice and all this sort of stuff. I said, yeah, but I said, the other thing is we don't do like two takes. Yeah. I'm not like we just film it and put it out there and if it's shit, it's shit or whatever. But and we can obviously edit bits out, but it's like it comes across more natural because it's what we do. And if we mess up or we say something, you've you've probably seen it, like we cut it so that it makes it funny when we yeah. when we like mm-hmm. say something. And it's like rather than cut that out and it looks very, very wooden, it's like that's what people do. Yeah. Uh, but there's definitely an element of it. I know um I know Suk talks about it a lot, because we follow a lot of what you guys do, and he's like, just start. And like, yeah. it's, the, it's like, you go back and look at our first YouTube video, it is awful. At the time, I was like, oh, that's really good. And it's still better. Sorry. Oh, oh we had the first, we've had the first phone call on the podcast. Episode oh, 16's in. <laughs> that's what you get, you get us, though. Yeah. A complete lack of professionalism. <laughs> professionalism. <laughs> is, yeah, you look back at our first ever one and like, it really, for me, I look back now, I'm like, oh my God, that's awful. And at the time, we thought it was good. And, and I've heard people say, oh no, it's still good. Um, but you just have different standards, I suppose, as you go through it and you get better and better. You learn um, what's good and what's bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so like for me, um, my ex-missus actually was quite a quite a bit. Well, she is quite a big YouTuber, and so I was around that environment, and I used to cringe hard, like when camera. I used to hate it. I, I, hate it. I wouldn't. It. I wouldn't get on camera. Like it was like something I'd be embarrassed about in public. Him, yeah. Well, and then it, it just. I started doing Snapchats and it was like, do you know what? The more that you do it, the more confident you get. And actually you realize that if people don't like it, then they just don't watch. Mm -hmm. So the way that I come across is sometimes quite crass, I suppose. And I'm quite close to the bone. So like I would expect a fair amount of sort of backlash or trolling, but I can probably count on one hand, like the amount of times somebody's had a negative comment about Mm me. So it's just a case of they don't watch. So you realize that the people that are watching are watching for a reason. So then that in itself breeds a little bit more confidence. And like, believe me, I was not, I'm still not confident now. It might look as though you come across confident, but I won't watch any of my Instagram stories back. Um, like I don't delete stuff or anything like that. I don't watch them back because I cringe. And like when my missus sits there watching them next to me, yeah. I tell her to switch off because I hate the sound of my voice. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's, it's horrible, right? Yeah, so I'm yeah. still not overly confident with it. I do like the YouTubes, though, because I, I like watching them back. But because I don't edit them, like it's almost like I'm watching something that almost I haven't done. And I'd like to see the, the way it's edited. So that's like a different spin on the humor sort of things. Yeah. So then I actually laugh along with it. It's almost like I'm not watching myself. Um, but I don't think you'll ever be completely confident. It feels so unnatural getting my phone out in public or anything like that when I'm trying to film and you'll get fucking vans beeping and shit like that. But like Dan says, you've just got to own it, I suppose, get on and do it and realise that nobody actually gives that much of a shit and the people that do are probably going to be those people are going to, you know, likely to buy from you in the future. Yeah, no, no, it makes a lot of sense because I can relate to a lot of those points you mentioned about like when my girlfriend's watching my stories, like I'm always like, I just don't like it. But like you said, you've just yeah. got to start. You've got to put something out because otherwise you'll never, you'll never actually get towards that kind of place where you want to be with those kind of things. So it's just yeah. all about starting. Just to something I think touch on. I think with the fitness industry as well, though, is that what a lot of people do is they compare themselves and they think about how they come across in video, and they're worried about how they're coming across to people that are going to buy from them potentially or whatever. But then what I always say to, to people who are worried about that is when you watch any of your favorite celebs or any of the favorite people you follow who aren't in the fitness industry, watch their videos, watch their stories, what do you like about them? What is it about their videos and their stories that you really resonate with? And it's always the bits where they fuck up. It's the bits where they're showing you parts of their life that you aren't related to being a celebrity. It's not like a well-edited video. It's not where they're speaking perfectly to the camera with no movement or that if they drop their phone, like... That sort of stuff is what makes them seem human. Yeah. And to your followers, you may appear that person who's one step above and has more knowledge. So for you to be, appear more human is is normal. And I think that you'll get more buying people when you do that rather than trying to be perfect. Right? You can so, always uh, te- you can always tell somebody who's rehearsed yeah. and like does different takes and says things in different ways, and it comes across wooden and unnatural. So just like just get it out just there, basically. It. Just do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's that thing. I think a lot of people, a lot of trainers think that they need to buy into the knowledge and everything that you perfectly put out, but they buy into you. They buy into like the brand and what you talk about and and you actually yourself. So I think, yeah, those points really can relate to a lot. Like you can find out whether faster cardio is better than fed cardio or whether carbs are bad from a thousand different places on social media. You can find information. So people aren't there for information per se. They want to be entertained. And if you give them a little bit of information in that, then you're that person that they're constantly listening to, that who they trust, who they like. And then if they do want to take things further with coaching, you're going to be the first port of call. Yeah. But like sat there you know, spouting off things that you've obviously just rehearsed or looked up on PubMed or whatever, like people genuinely probably aren't interested in that. Like they, they, that's not what they've come to Instagram for. If they wanted to, to learn something, they'd go and do their own research. They'd probably type in Google. They, they might get a book. They might, you know, read a, a blog or some, or listen to a podcast, but Instagram people have just sat there quick, like it's easy, fun. simple. It's a yeah. like you use it as a distraction from work. You use social media as a distraction from, from boring shit. You don't want to go on Instagram and see something that's boring. And like, like you say, not why you use it. Like you say, people buy people. And when you look at any of the big, like bigger, quote unquote, people in our industry, whether you love them or hate them, that's the good thing about them. So, like Joe Wicks, you arguably say that his knowledge is nowhere near up to scratch, but I'm sure he doesn't care. Like, he's obviously done very, very well because there's something different and he's entertaining. James Smith, very much the same. Like Jamie Alderton, you know, again, entertaining character. Martin McDonald, again, character. Yeah. It's all character based and people mm-hmm. buy people rather than the, the information, I suppose. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I think those, those points are a lot of trainers need to take away because I think we all forget sometimes to actually just be ourselves. And that's the biggest thing that comes down yeah. to, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, if, look, and the other thing as well is like, if you're not good at video, don't do it. Yeah. Like, that's the thing I think. Like, you know, you don't have to look at, I know um, Adam Ali, like, writes, like, he's a fucking amazing writer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doesn't do videos. Like, and, and again, why would you if you can write that well? Like, I think there's that thing of just find your thing that you're good at. Like, we don't want to write blogs. That's yeah. why we do YouTube. Cocktails. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, that kind of stuff. It's And it's not because I don't think people read blogs. Some people do read blogs, clearly, because Adam Ali's got an amazing one that loads of yeah. people read, right? So... <laughs> It's just about finding what you're good at. And I think that's the other thing is that, yes, use Instagram or use things for videos if if you want to start doing that. But at the same time, if it's really not something you're comfortable with, then you need to find something else that you are comfortable doing and nail it and absolutely smash it. Um, there's too many people trying to do everything. Yeah. Like, there's a reason why we don't 
have a blog there's a reason why you know we don't particularly post a huge amount on on a, on a website and like that is because it's not really what we want to be doing no yeah no it makes a lot of sense i think like you said a lot of people just get caught up trying to do everything but they kind of then you just have like lots of different pieces of content which aren't really that good so you just have your one piece that you really nail like with you guys with your videos and everything and people just will watch that so you don't need to have loads and loads of different places to go to so so i want to quickly touch on is uh, i think something you spoke about earlier is obviously like finding your ideal client um one of the biggest things that i see you both put out in your content is talking about the pain points of your ideal client how do you find that is it something that from you you get from clients with their previous experiences when they talk to you um like how do you go about finding out what their their pain points have been so you can actually relate it in your content our pain points that we use are pretty much our pain points. Yeah. So Dan will talk about the struggle of trying to gain muscle, I suppose, be accountable to an off-season. I will talk about things like, because I've been sucked in by stupid supplement companies before. I've been sucked into doing keto, um, bro, fucking yeah. dieting, you know, Tupperware. So it's all, we're, we're targeting ourselves, the personality of ourselves, basically. And again, it comes back to wanting to work with those types of people. So it's not hard to come up with pain points when you know all the issues that we have had and are still currently having. We just talk about what we're struggling with. And if you can't find 30 other people in the world on the internet that are similar, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Like, you know, the, the internet is a big place. It's not... You're not a one-to-one -one PT where you're, you're going after people in a five, ten-mile radius who can afford PT against all the other PTs. It's, there's millions of people out there, like, and most of them are fucking fat. Let's be honest. Like, if you can't find thirty, do something else. Come on. Yeah, definitely. I think I, th I agree. Agree totally. It comes from a place of having done this sort of stuff. Like, I remember buying diet whey with green tea extract and CLA in it. You know? So talking about that sort of shit is not what an hard. awful not... tasting protein that was as well. Yeah, yeah. 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 But didn't yeah. care though, mate. It was lean gains, so didn't care, you know? Like, and, it's, and I think having been that guy who for so long was worried about getting fat while getting bigger, I mean, talking about it for me, uh, yeah. Like you say, in terms of pain points, I can literally cry when I'm writing it. I'm like, oh my God. Like, that's me. Like, that's exactly the, what I've been through. I like, spent yeah. 200 pounds on supplements. I've been there. I've done it. Three different tubs of protein. Like, I've done it. Like, we've done all that sort of stuff. So it's it's easier, but it's interesting you say it though because I don't, I don't think we we, we really do it like we don't do it enough consciously, I and I don't think we do it enough, you know, as we should be. But the other thing that I do a lot of, and we started doing um, a lot more recently, uh, we've I've kind of we both had a discussion about making sure we both do it more often is the amount of texts we get from our clients saying like, oh my god, like I used to do this, I've done this now, I feel great, is like just screenshotting that, keeping it in your phone, and then going back and looking and going because screenshots are quite easy to find. I think yeah. you've got like an album on some phones now. And like you go through them and you're reading like, oh my God, like, hang on a minute. Like I need to be talking about this. This is a common thing that comes up. And, you know, we're, again, we're lucky we're, when you've got, you know, forward clients, you can go back onto that, into that catalog of people and go, right, this is what they were feeling. This is how they feel now. This is what coaching has done for them because you can see the texts and the emails and it's just easy to screenshot it. So, um, yeah, I genuinely don't think we're actually very good at it. But, um, you know, the fact that, you know, obviously you picked up on it obviously means we're doing something, yeah. right? Whether we're doing it subconsciously is, is another thing. But I think it's... It's just, you know, the industry make it easy for us as well because there's yeah. so many people out there talking shit. Like, yeah. So it's kind of like they got, you know, they've got hundreds of followers, hundreds of thousands of followers. It's easy for us to watch a video and go, I know why you might believe this because they've said X, Y, and Z, but I know that that doesn't help because I've done it. And this is why I know it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, which I think is, you know, it helps. You don't have to look around some of the bigger names and go, hang on a minute, like this is the information that's been put out. I can reverse engineer it and go, well, this isn't going to work for this reason. Mm -hmm. And then people are going to go, oh, okay, well, I tried that before and it didn't work last time. I think that's the other thing is a lot of people, when you delve deeper, we, it's human nature, we all do it, is that we we try something, it doesn't work, and we just then try it again and assume it was us that was wrong. It's like, no, you just was wrong. Like, you cut carbs last time, you tried dieting. Why are you doing it again? Like, you've done that before. So, again, talking about these things is really easy for us to kind yeah. of say, no, last time you dieted and cut carbs, you felt shit after six weeks. Well, my clients don't mm -hmm. feel shit after six weeks. So, why are you going through that again? And it makes them realize, hang on a minute, like, we're getting results with people and they're not doing all these drastic things. And it kind of, I think that curiosity element is there for, for, yeah. for them. They see that. Um, because I think it's easy seeing a transformation from someone going, I was eating chicken and broccoli all day every day and doing loads of cardio. It's like, well, no shit. But when you see a transformation of someone and they go, hang on a minute, they're allowed to eat bread and milk and they didn't have to do all this crazy stuff. It's that curiosity element in their head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which sure. I think is useful.
No, so that kind of leads like nicely on to like the 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 content that you you both put out. Obviously, the creation of it. Where do you get the motivation to put out the videos? To put out the infographics? Like, where does like your your kind of um, what's the word for it? Like, where do you find the ideas to put out these these pieces of content? Is it just something you see online and think we need to make a video on this, or we need to make an infographic on it, sure, or is yeah. it, or, or is it something else? And and also, who 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 is the most useless at editing? <laughs> oh, that's that's a thing genius for that one. Isn't it? <laughs> I haven't got a clue, mate. I'm just the star. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Come <Yeah>. on. <laughs> um. Yeah, like it's not hard to find um, inspiration. Let's be honest. Like Dan says, there's a lot of dickheads out there. So I've got a few go-to pages <laughs> that, I, that I'd literally look on, and it's gold dust. And it's like, okay, this is why that's wrong. So I'm gonna fucking slate them, you know, um, you know, without without being nasty or name calling, but because some people will still believe those sorts of things. Yeah. Like, and Dan said, like you can just word it in a way where you actually say you don't. All of that is useless. What essentially is you've done if you've got a result is you've stuck yourself in a calorie deficit you know and that and that's it that's the thing is you're, you're is, is, is the second that you you kind of have a you know you look at one of these videos and you propose a counter argument and you say to them yeah they've done all this sort of stuff but actually the main thing is that they've been in this calorie deficit yeah. people people look, people look at it and go oh but these guys are clever enough to see that and highlight it but this other person obviously isn't clever enough to see that they think it's magic and we're just going look it worked for this reason mm-hmm. so it's that the inspiration comes from other people other, other people and, and like you say sometimes it's it's other videos and stuff like that, and and it, and it, rather than sitting there trying to write things out, thinking, oh, what do my clients want to know? Well, go and look at what your other what your clients are, go, are looking at elsewhere on the internet, and show them why it's useless. Yeah. Um, in your own way is kind of our way of doing it. I yeah. Suppose. And then obviously the eating challenges are just um, just for a bit of fun. <laughs> Although okay. we do like we do storyboard them, like we make sure that the editing's slick. We know what shots we're going to use, and then obviously like. Yeah. Dan tends to embarrass himself eating, um, but so there is thought behind that as well. Like, believe it or not, and obviously they get our most views, which is, you know, it's a little bit sad. But do you, find, do you find they help with like clients like coming on board or, or not online coaching itself, or is it more of a case of just actually getting to know you two like as as two people instead? It's it's a bit of a get to know us. It's a you can eat and you know nothing's really gonna happen. You know we do eat these kinds of things. We are, but then the rest of the time, you know, we're pretty moderate. We train hard. Um, and it was just more so from a thing of, like, we both start started watching these types of things. We saw that they got quite a lot of engagement and interaction, and there's quite a lot of people in the fitness industry doing it. And I've known that I've been pretty good at eating for a fair few years. So we were just like, you know what, let's try one. And then people responded really well to the first one. So it's just a bit of a regular thing and yeah. decided to do and anything that comes up or we, we take ideas off people, we'll we'll sort of do it. And it's just another another sort of string to his bow, I suppose. Just something interesting that breaks up the content that that we that we yeah. do really. Mm-hmm. I think with the with the videos as well, like, I think it's it's one of those things where we've had I've had a couple of people reach out to us and sort of say, Oh, you know, mate thinking of doing a YouTube channel, like, you know, what what microphone do you use or what camera do you use and all this? It's like, oh um, like it's not really like about that. And when Mike says we storyboard stuff, like it's not just flicking a camera on and talking shit. Like yeah. there's an element to it where it's like it's a, it's supposed to be like a show and it's supposed to be well thought out. And there's elements within a show or within episodes that you need in there to get people to buy into that video and watch it. And I think that there's an assumption, and that's, and and that's the assumption we want. We want the assumption that it's thrown together because that's why we want it to come across and look. But the reality is very very different in that the way they're crafted is they're made to look that way. Yeah. Um, whereas when you actually look at someone who's got a video and they're throwing it together, it, it looks appalling, you wouldn't watch it. So it's kind of, with the way we've done it, without going to loads of details, people just copy it, um, is that like we've got different videos and different types of videos that are, that are, that are out there for different purposes. Um, so there's obviously the eating challenges, um, which again, no one's gonna learn a huge amount about nutrition from. That's not the point. Mm-hmm. Um, and likewise, we have we have some videos on there where we go into like in-depth nutrition topics, and there's a reason that they're on there. They're and... basically in there because a lot of fitness people like yourself watch eating challenges, right? Yeah. So they're in there to draw a new crowd, and then that person might then watch some of our informative things, right? Yeah. So they're in there to draw people in, pretty much. Yeah, and it's and it's the same with Instagram, and it's the same with with YouTube. Is that it's not just 
like we don't just have like content and put it out for, for, for the sake of it. There's a reason behind a certain post. There's a reason behind a certain video. There's a reason behind, I suppose, the, the layers beneath it that it's not, I think people just assume content creation is just sitting down thinking of a topic and writing about it. Mm. And that's all well and good. And you're probably going to get a couple of clients doing that. But it's more about thinking about how you're casting your net, how you're then baiting those people and getting them to then get something from you. And then once they're in and once you've got something from them, how do you keep them in the loop of your information and show them you know what you're doing? Yeah. Um, and it's stuff that you guys talk about. I don't think we're going over anything revolutionary. We're just doing it with video yeah. as opposed to like Facebook ads or um, anything like that. And mm -hmm. it's kind of a way for us to do the same thing, but using our strength, which is being able to put up a video and edit it nicely and make it look all right and kind of funny, yeah. hopefully. Um, and it's, it's just a different way of doing it, I think. Because, I, again, I wouldn't know the first thing about Facebook ads. I don't know a thing about them. I don't claim to know them. But I do know, at the moment, how to post a, a decent video on YouTube and how to get engagement on it based on what you the content you put in it. Yeah, and, that, and that's the thing. Like At the minute, like that's attracting your audience. That's getting people into your world. You don't need Facebook ads. And I think that's the thing. A lot of online trainers listening, they think the first thing they need to do is put out an ad. But they just need to show other people who they are, what they're about, and, and be real. So like We don't have a Facebook page. We've got a Facebook page, and it's got 50 likes. It's, we've not even posted anything. Yeah. We only set it up about two weeks ago, didn't yeah. we? And, it, and it's one of those things where I think people are looking for, uh, and again, like you guys talk about it loads. I've seen the posts, and they, and they kind of make, they also actually make me feel better when I read them. Because it's kind of like reassuring to know, actually, no, I don't need to be an idiot. Is that you don't need Facebook ads. You don't need all the magic shit. You need to know fundamentally what your goal is so like when we decided to do biceps and banner there was a very direct reason behind why we're doing everything yeah there was an assumption i think it was like oh they just want to do YouTube pissing videos. around pissing around doing youtube videos i mean we do like, do that as well but that is what we do and again i want we kind of want the assumption to be that because that's exactly what we want it to, to come across as the reality is that like eh, some work i'm saying loads of work some work goes into it um into like how we're going through this stuff and being comfortable on camera and all these, these sort of skills we developed and like i spent I spent three weeks basically watching YouTube videos on how to make YouTube videos. Three weeks pretty much solid, like going over all this stuff. Yeah. It's not just happened like that overnight that all of a sudden we just turned the camera on and, and we, we were all right at it. Um, and even now we're still learning. Like we don't, like don't get me wrong, like we know maybe like 5% of what there is to know, but that just gives us that head start on people who don't know yeah. anything. To post. So much like when people do nutrition courses to learn more about nutrition, it's kind of like we've got to the point now where it's like, do you know what? For our clients, we don't need to know any more about nutrition. Yeah. Like our clients, we know enough to help them. Um, the next stage for us is to go, how are we going to grow a business and how are we going to then, like Mike's going to spend the next week and I'm a holiday learning how to edit because otherwise I'm editing all the videos. And it's like, it's things like that, that like rather than now doing a week-long course about the biochemistry and physiology of, you know, AMPK and like some fucking coaches talk about that on Instagram, ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but rather than rather than going into that, it's like, no, actually, it'd be useful if you knew how to edit videos. Yeah. Like mentally, and I think a lot of trainers don't look at other skills. They just focus on nutrition and think, oh, I've got to know more, know more, know more. And actually, no one knows who you are. Yeah. So actually work on that first, mm -hmm. maybe. Um, I don't know. No, I don't, no, I, honestly, I don't know. That, that like, is obviously know. brilliant, brilliant bit of advice. We're just, not enough we're just swinging it. it. Yeah. We are just winging it, like, and like we have an, an idea and we have a, a theory and all this, but it is just a case of we're just going all guns in on it, and we're going. That's what we're doing. Do you know what? I think most people are. Like, I genuinely yeah. think most people are. Not no one's going to admit it. That's the problem. People yeah. don't like to admit it. But... And I think that that's what puts people off from starting because they don't feel like they've got a set plan. Like they might look at us and go, "Fucking hell, they know what they're doing." Do we fuck? Like we're no. thick. Do you know what I mean? Like we don't know what we're doing. We learn as we go. Like, yeah. and we just we we're winging it. Like it's, it's, like, it's like with all the like all the infographs and stuff. People say like, oh, they look good, but it's like, well, we paid someone to put our brand in for us. Like, I didn't come up with that logo. Like, there's mm. no way we've done that. And again, the infogram like infograph layout. It was we spoke to someone outside of the fitness industry, going, how would you do this? If this was you. Like, oh, I would do it like this. You've got this kind of element of what you do going on. Like we're not good at it, so outsource it. Again, same with our YouTube. Like we work with a guy who helps us with the videos. He's helped me. Learn, you know, he's taught me how to use a camera. Um, he still does some of our other stuff for us, and it's like we're outsourcing that. Like when you look at how much money we've outlaid on it, we made it all back. Yeah. From from our clients, now we're both full with more clients we've ever had before in our lives, and it's um, it's by no coincidence that it's when we've started to do things exactly as we want to do them. Yeah. Um, in ourselves and learn these other skills alongside knowing about nutrition. Yeah. Um, but I think that's the thing for me is people are. 
Uh, Martin talks about a lot. Mike McDonald talks about a lot about like imposter syndrome. They're so worried about the nutrition knowledge they've got that they they don't realize that no one knows who they are. You need to get people to know who you are first, really. Yeah, like, sure. You've got enough knowledge. Like most people listen to this are going to have enough knowledge, period, to help someone lose weight. They know. It's about getting them to buy into you so that they actually do what you tell them to do. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you can um, quote a fucking reference like for anything and pull it out of your ass. It doesn't matter because I, some of them, I'd rather listen to white fucking noise than, than their voice. So what matter? What does it matter what they know? Like, yeah. you, you, need, you need to know enough. Of course you do. Like, of course you do. Like, that's, that's paramount. But you're never going to get anywhere unless unless you've got something unique something different something that draws people in something that is likable pretty much um, yeah. you're just going to be stagnant yeah i agree I th- and i think a lot of coaches forget that 70 percent, or even possibly more of what we learn we learn from our clients like we learn from yeah. how they respond to different things and training and nutrition so stop worrying about wanting to know everything and just focus on being yourself and being Fucking real hell. to get my, people in my mum can lose weight right my mum can lose weight it's not hard my mum doesn't know fuck all like she'll go to slimming world you know even though her son is you know a top nutritionist same with um, <laughs> yeah I've got a brother he's, he's pretty decent um, but like it's not hard you know you can get somebody to lose weight even like half the fucking pts or coaches out there don't know what they're fucking doing yet are getting transformations and it's not fucking hard you give somebody an hour's cardio a day and eat nothing but chicken and broccoli that that bit isn't fucking hard like so stop worrying about all the minutiae details of certain things you know that you can get results from somebody as long as you are you know likable you you are um, you can build a rapport with somebody and you can get your personality across and, and more importantly attract that right person to work with if you've got a good coach client relationship because of how you've put yourself out marketing wise you're going to get results because they're going to listen to you they're going to respect what you say they're going to trust you they're going to believe you and you're going to be able to get the best out of them because you're going to know their little triggers and and what you know whether they need an arm around them whether they need a telling off you know and the certain aspects of coaching that you need to develop rather than you know, this this is happening because of fucking spiking insulin. Are you yeah. fucking real? Like, get a fucking grip. Do you know what I mean? No. <laughs> that perfectly ended that, that little segment. I agree with all of that. So online trainers just need to take note of that, definitely. So um, let's talk about, obviously, where the brand is going. Like, where is the next step for biceps? And Liquidation. <laughs> we... It's not going well. <laughs> Especially after this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's all done enough after this, isn't it? Second podcast we've been on as guests, and I think that's it. It's done. Enough. It's done. Um, Where are we going? I, I, like, the gym in a minute, I reckon. I think, yeah, I think if we're really honest, like, how, like you know, all cards on the table, like we don't know. Like, and I think, I think anyone who says that they can forecast where they're going to be in six months, twelve months, it, it just lines themselves, because yeah, and, and oh, sorry, unless you're a bigger business or bigger people and stuff, but we are fourteen weeks into this 14 weeks into biceps and back this 15 weeks something like that into going it alone and arguably the first six weeks of that we didn't really do anything because we didn't have anything so when you look at the amount of time we've actually had to, to kind of do our, our own thing is that we're still very much figuring that all out yeah. um we've, we've been for a couple of meetings with people and, and had some really good advice um from some 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 good people in the industry who are um you know smashing it themselves and and kind of who we trust who've given us advice on what to do um but i think to be honest, the long and short of it is we don't know at the moment. We're going to focus on what we're good at. We're going to focus yeah. on as clients, um, getting them results first and foremost. And then secondly, I think it's about just trying to grow the YouTube because I think yeah. that that in itself is going to be a decent filter for clients for us. You yeah. know, get a decent message out there, which I don't think that many people are doing. And um, I think when you look at a lot of fitness YouTubers, the bigger ones, they tend to be quite happy, clappy. Look at me, look at my abs. You know, this is how great my life is. And that, for me, just doesn't resonate with a lot of people. Like, it's great to aspire to, to be like that, but it doesn't really help many people out. Um, I don't think I've seen anything similar to what we do, so we're quite passionate about what we do. So I think just trying to grow that and, and keep working with clients, and then we'll see where it takes us, basically. I think as well, like, we've, we're have we now, like I said, pretty much full with clients, and obviously there's going to be that each month one to two drop-off and one to two yeah. change. In uh-huh. things. But I think, that, I think that considering we've both never been as full as we are now, um, it's going to take 12 months of being at this level before we really can feel confident enough, I suppose, yeah. to do anything. I think a lot of people get to a magic number they have in their head of where they want to be full and then plan the next big thing, take their eye off the ball with their clients, and then you know it all falls apart. Yeah. And I think for 
again, like I'll be honest, like we literally haven't really spoke past what January. Like we know where we want to be for the new year, yeah. but again, like we're in a great position where we don't have to then in January go come and sign up for coaching, yeah, and you know, because yeah, right. we don't yeah, like so that'd be a time for us to be able to put out videos mocking all the fucking January special offers, whatever it is we decide to, to do videos on, we can focus on that and we know that all our clients are, like you said, there and, and ready to smash the year as it is. So there will be things in the future that will come about. Um, I've got no doubt about that. And like I said, for now, the focus is on just putting out good content that people will like and people enjoy. Um, and maybe in six months' time, things you know will we'll progress from there but yeah, yeah. Um, we've got some pretty big goals to hit with with youtube and i think with with clients like you know got a couple of clients competing next weekend and then i know that next year already we've both got a few people who are prepping for stuff even though it's not really what we do but again that's quite an exciting thing yeah, yeah. um photo shoots planned with people and stuff so um i think for for a while it's just going to be letting us letting us letting us kind of find our feet with that and and just letting our clients do the talking i suppose alongside putting out some funny videos but i think you'll you'll see hopefully in january the the, the frequency of videos is going to ramp up yeah. um we're going to yeah. get a bit of help um like i said mike's gonna learn how to edit and then all of a sudden we can do maybe four videos a week what are you laughing at Jack? <laughs> what are you laughing at because you're not going to learn to edit, to edit. Like, on all the videos like mike edited this one and then just we'll, let's, see, we'll see if you can know. tell the difference <laughs> yeah yeah Fuck it out. um no i've got i've got faith in you mate it's fine um but it's but again it's even with like the videos it's you know, to make a 10 minute youtube video the amount of editing it requires, it's kind of like you go through phases of editing. So you'd have an initial phase where you just cut out all the chaff. Yeah. That's kind of what I want Mike to do because it's like it's the most time consuming, but it's easier to do. And then all the, the sexy transitions and the, the time lapses and how you put the thing together is then maybe... The I, do, I don't know why I've been dragged into this. You don't see Brad Pitt editing in his own film. No, you don't. You're right, mate. Do you? No. I don't, so I don't if you understand. had the money Brad Pitt, I know, you wouldn't be having this problem. I don't understand why I've been dragged into it. Yeah. <laughs> it's your idea. He just wanted to get involved, really. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's just there to eat. He's just there to eat. Correct. That's it. That's it. What we need to do next is get one of those cameras that you can like, you plug on his head and it's just like, a, it just just a camera of his face. Because that's what we want, is you just need a camera on you the whole time, I think. Do you reckon? That'd be the best thing to do. Not, or, not the whole time. Well, not the whole time, no. No. <laughs> you don't want to see certain things. <laughs> cool. So just uh, before we kind of wrap up, just um, where can we kind of find more about, obviously, you both and what's the next eating challenge? I think everyone wants to know that. So <laughs> well, we're both on Tinder. So <laughs> grinder, yeah. Dan's not had a match yet, but we're we're always hopeful, aren't we, Dan? Twenty nine years, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're both on Instagram. Um, Mike biceps banter and Dan biceps banter. Pretty easy. The YouTube is biceps and banter. Yeah. Go um, subscribe. Go subscribe. Be nice. Yeah, that would be nice. We're we're desperate, so yeah, we'll do um, we will do anything for subscribers. Um, and then in Facebook as well, obviously it's launching. Like I think yeah, again in January it's going to sort of take off. Well, no, maybe this year it'll sort of we're going to start posting a lot more stuff on there. But we're just kind of curating all the content for that. So that's again biceps and banner. But we only have about fifty likes, so don't don't worry about it if you don't want to. But again, it's one of those. Where I think with that, I, again, we don't want loads of people follow liking the page if they're not. Don't that put them off for fuck's sake. He's <laughs> given us an opportunity there to plug it. You're going actually. We don't, don't bother, want any of it. Don't bother on Facebook. Just go on YouTube. Just YouTube. We don't care about Facebook. Just go on YouTube. Yeah, YouTube and Instagram. Facebook don't like YouTube. YouTube and Facebook don't like each other. So just YouTube, YouTube. and Instagram. Yeah, that's where you'll yeah. find us. And the yeah. next eating challenge. We were going to leave it until a thousand subs, weren't we? And we're about 140 off. You're getting hungry, aren't you? But yeah, I'm I'm desperate for another one. Um, Maybe what we can do is if if we could get 140 subscribers from the podcast to go and subscribe, then we'll have to do the thousand whatever challenge you're going to do. There's no no way you get over 140 listeners, Jack. (laughs) Come on. There's not that many desperate PTs. (laughs) Mate, that'd be awesome. But what we are going to do for for the thousand is, I'm well, I say I, although it, it will end up just being me. Well, I'm going to do 100 calories now. You're going to do 1,000 calories I'll now. do 1,000 calories every hour for 24 hours. So no, 24,000 for those who are good at maths. I, I, I don't know if you can do that. I'm going to put it out Shut up! <laughs> Come on, man. I don't know. I've don't seen know. Beard Meets Food, Eric the Electric. They've struggled with 25 in a day, I think, haven't they? So, uh, no, Mate, come I, on. I don't know. Oh. I um I did ten thousand without even trying, and then I could if I could do I did eleven thousand in a meal, and then I I cut two I, hours later and then two hours up later I ate more and I actually ate like Halo Top and Bro Foods <laughs> and I came in at about seventeen thousand that day. Okay, and I I, 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 had, I had to rein it in 
So, like, if I swap that Halo top for, you know, for fucking Ben and Jerry's, I, I, I think I had, like, chicken and cauliflower rice as well for tea. So if I swap <laughs> that for pizza, mate, I'll breeze it. Right, I'll retract my statement then. Didn't hear it. You have to edit you, that no, out. I didn't eat a pizza the other day, so having a go at me, people have a go at me all the time. Like, oh, you can't eat anything. It's like, people don't realise how hard it is. Like, they, they sit there and they watch, it's like, like you always say, it's like watching Usain Bolt 100 metres. Oh, that looks all right. That looks yeah. easy. It's like, yeah, but good people make it look easy. So like you sat there with Mike and he's chowing down it all and people yeah. have a go at me. I'm like, well, you come and have a go then. Yeah. I think people, people, like, I think Dan makes me look worse than what I am. And I think I make Dan look worse than what he is. <laughs> so like when we ate with like John Clark and a few of his other PTs, so we went up and did a seminar in Worcester. Like he basically goes up there to do an eating challenge. It's nothing to do with the seminar. But like the guy has been, he was 175 kilos. John Clark used to be as a strong man. So he thought he had a decent chance of beating me. And it was the biggest pizza in Worcester. And I broke the record that currently stood. And John finished it about nine minutes after me, which considering I did it in 15 is, you know, a, fair, a substantial amount. Dan and the other two guys didn't finish it. And then a the week later, they actually got eight competitive eaters to do a challenge to see who could do it quickest. And none of them finished it either. Not even didn't beat my time. They didn't even finish it. Wow. So I, like, think, I think if online coaching shit. goes to pot, then you know your new niche, I think, don't you? I know. It's amazing. So I get so many people calling me out going, I could beat you. I'm just like, no, you couldn't. <laughs> people sit at home and have two bowls of cereal and be like, oh, I can have a third bowl. It's like, <laughs> chill out, mate. Like, come on. Um, but the other thing about them that I find fascinating that people don't get is that we obviously don't sit and watch TV or be distracted. You're sat there with a camera in your face and you're just eating and you're yeah, just looking yeah. at the food. And that's another thing is that, we, we, you know, and I spoke to clients about this before, is that actually you find when you're not watching TV or laptop or phone, it's actually, you focus more on the food and you can feel yourself getting fuller quicker yeah, as well. That's another thing. Yeah. Yeah. So. But yeah, if we get 140, we'll do the 24,000 calories. But, you know, if it's gonna if it's gonna take a couple of months, I want to do one in the next few weeks. I reckon we might do a Christmas related one, maybe like pigs in blankets or something. Yeah, boxes of celebrations and yeah. selection boxes and shit. Whole turkey challenge. Easy. Oh God, can you imagine? I know that'd be fucking dry, dry, dry yeah. turkey breast. Yeah, mm, lovely. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what, what we'll do is we'll put all of your uh, links in the show notes anyway. So obviously, guys, go and check it out and make sure you go and follow the guys. So. That concludes pretty much episode 16. Really enjoyed having you on, so appreciate you guys coming on to the show. Um, lots of bits of wisdom for trainers to take away from today. I've certainly learned a lot, so thank you again for coming on, guys. It's been a pleasure, mate, honestly. Yeah, pleasure. Thanks for having us. Yeah. No problem. Cool. So that's episode 16, and we will see you in the next one.